This is the Rise of the Young Podcast, bringing you insights from the most innovative entrepreneurs and influencers of this era. Hosted by 17-year-old entrepreneur, author, public speaker, and branding expert, Casey Adams. Now, let's get right into the show. What's good, everyone? Casey Adams here. Welcome to the Rise of the Young Podcast. Today, we have Fam Mirza with us today, and he's going to be talking about his journey as a young entrepreneur, and he's literally been changing the world, so I appreciate you coming on, man. Hey, man. appreciate you having me. Thank you for the kind words. Dude, for sure, man. I mean, so first off, man, I know I've been following you for a while, and I know some a little bit about your story, but for everyone listening, man, what's like the brief bio about who you are, just so people can kind of know who they're listening to before we get into it? Brief bio, eh? Um... Brief bio, I'm in serial entrepreneur. I've been doing this since I was 15. One of my first products was in the Super Bowl. We've created over seven brands now. Um, a few of them had had over 10 million in revenue, sold a few of them. And uh, yeah, man, the grind is real and it's always going. For my sure. is out though. Uh, hey, that's what's up. <laughs> fire out here, but it's out. LA, it's raining today, it's crazy. That's that's odd, bro, for sure. But yeah, man, so obviously you're killing it. I know I've been doing a lot of research on you. So you created a brand, One Face. But before we get into like the entrepreneurship journey, just like where are you from? How did you kind of get started as an entrepreneur? Oh, man. So where I'm from, I was born in Qatar, Doha, Qatar. Um, moved around and then my parents decided to drop me off in like the slums of like India. Uh, we're mixed. We're mixed with like Turkish, Iranian, and uh, Indian. So my parents dropped me off, and um, yeah, my aunt raised me out there, and I was living out there until I was about eight. And then we moved around, and we lived in London, lived in every Cali, Tennessee, Florida, yeah. uh, Chicago. As far as the U.S. is concerned, um, lived a lot of places overseas: London, Saudi, Doha, India, so on and so forth. Dang, um, you were all over the place. All over, brother. That's man. I think like, you know, to be honest, like traveling, especially at such a young age, I think that gave me a little bit of a, a little bit of an outside perspective on a lot of things. And it really does become helpful when you're talking about, you know, creating different brands, because at the end of the day, when you're creating a brand, it's about you connecting the dots for the consumer. It's about you being relatable to the consumer, whatever their journey is. So coming from all these different places, you know, I guess it puts me in a better situation to do that. That's what's up, man. So, like, I know you're in L.A. now. So, like, what, when did you kind of get situated and, like, settled into a place or were you always all over the place and currently are? Um, man, situated in a place. I mean, I have my main place. Like, I have a penthouse in Miami. Yeah. this place in L.A. Um, but, man, as an entrepreneur, like, you never stop traveling. For sure. You never stop exploring, man. Like exploration is like the key to growth in anything that you do. I mean, think about how many different people you meet in a day, right? Like I come to LA, I meet all these new people. I was just at Ty's house the other day and he has, he has like a gazillion people over there. And it's like, yeah. just these ideas, like we'll sit at the table and just these ideas that these young kids have, or like anybody has really might spark another idea onto you. Definitely, man, for sure. Well, dude, that's that's what's up, man. All over the place. That's definitely because I went to I went to China back in like a year and a half ago, Beijing, Shanghai. That was like the first time I traveled, so I totally feel you on like the gain of perspective on that, man. 
But yeah, so I, I would say when it comes to the actual companies that you've built, I know that I looked it up, the watch company that you've literally changed millions of live lists. I'd love to just kind of see like, kind of explain to the audience what that was. I know that you've started a while back, but what, what is the one face and how did you kind of start that? So I mean, one face, one face was a, was a watch brand. And what we did was we took a lot of different watches and we paired them with different charities. I mean, this is when like Tom's and you know, the, the philanthropic model was really heavy in the, to the consumer. So when we did that, uh, we took a, I designed these watches. So every time you took a, took a look at these watches, you saw your face. So there was something behind that. And I've always, always wanted to have a charity brand. And it so happened to be that changing the world one face at a time. Why? Because you see your face and the watch changing the world one face at a time. Time relates back to the watch. It's about connecting those dots. And then we take each and every color and we, um, you know, link them with a certain charity and a certain cause. That's what's up, man. But yeah, because I, I literally, I've, I've been doing a lot of research on that. And like, that's just, the idea itself is super dope. So when it comes to like the branding of it, obviously having a successful company is no joke, not easy. So like, what was the journey from starting that? Like, did you have a team? And like, what was the process before it kind of caught on? So I do these interviews, man. I don't even like to talk about like this, that particular project or this particular project or this particular project that I'm in right now. Like, I think it's more of about any brand. Right. You, you can take any. Let's just go branding one on one. Right. You can take yeah. any brand. Let's say let's do this. We'll make it even easier. We'll go to AliExpress and we'll do like white label products. OK. Yeah. So you go to white label products. Um, white label products. You have a certain type of like salt and pepper shaker. OK. There has to be something proprietary about that. And then you brand that or you brand this salt and pepper shaker in some way, shape or form. You put up landing pages, you have certain funnels that connect to those landing pages that then connect to your Facebook ads or your Instagram ads. And it's about your creative being amazing, especially when we're dealing in, when we're dealing with branding, it's always, almost always about the creative. So it goes creative and it, it kind of works backwards where people think it works one way, but it works the other way. Um, where it goes, the harder your creative hits, the easier that funnel will be to, to get through, right? So the harder your creative hits, the lower your CPA as far as your ad, and the yeah. easier that funnel it is to get through because no matter what, the people are going to get through it because they're so obsessed with your creative. When I say creative, I mean like video assets, photo assets, anything of that nature. For sure, man. Yeah, that's definitely what's up. So I know with branding, when it comes to like, I know obviously the product itself, but even just starting different products, what's like, three things that you kind of want someone to know regarding just like practical stuff that you know is super, super valuable. Look, this girl said, love you, Casey. <laughs> what's going on, Debbie? That's, I think that's, yeah, that's my, um, my aunt says what's up. <laughs> She's in here. Oh, okay. But yeah, man. So, so with branding, I know like, um, your story in general, moving around, obviously branding is something that is a trait that you learn and develop with. But like for you, man, like what are those kind of tips that you'd recommend just starting from the ground up? I mean, man, branding is pretty much branding is connecting the dots for your consumer, right? It's about telling a story and it's, it's about connecting all those dots. So your consumer sees that light at the end of the tunnel. So you have to go through that tunnel and the more clear it is and however you choose to tell that. Like, for example, with Nike, Nike's always telling stories, inspirational stories. One of my boys, Charlie, he actually made a video. You know Charlie? I, did, I made that video viral on my Facebook page. Got a million views in five days. Oh, no way. Okay. Yeah, yeah I know Charlie from the CEO. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. 
Dude, his story is insane. Yeah, man. Yes. So, you know, just like that. Like, Charlie, Charlie makes this video. that You put the video out. It goes viral. One thing leads to another. Nike contacts them, and now they're doing a whole campaign together. Dude, yeah, for sure. It's funny, the Charlie story, because, like, literally, he followed me, like, I'd say two weeks back, and, like, he commented on my picture. I checked out his page, and, like, I saw the video. I was like, bro, because my, my company does a lot of viral videos on Facebook. He hit me up. We just posted it, did different ad, ad sets, edited the video a bit, and then, like, we blew it up, hit a million views, and he was just, like, leveraging it and then got in contact with Nike. But, yeah, that, that whole process was super dope, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what branding is all about. When they hear stories like that, you know, like, Nike – I knew Nike was going to pick that up at some point in time. For yeah. sure, for sure, man. Definitely. So with you, I mean, obviously, with when it comes to starting a company, I know some people don't like talking about fair, failures, but, like, did you have any, like, really hard stepping stones that you had to get through that, like, as an entrepreneur, you'd, rec- like, really like to share or what? Man, look, I love talking about failures. Okay. Failures, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we're all failures. At least the best of us are. The only people who can say that they're not failures – are the ones that have never tried. So those those people don't even count. Those don't count. Yeah. So yeah, man, like failures. Yeah, we've had so many failures. I mean, we've had a website back in the day. It was called like Custom Made Gear, where we provided um, a lot of all the clothing for like music videos and whatnot um, to artists, and then we would like market that online, and people would like shop online and try to buy that clothing. What we didn't know is that everybody in the world thought that they were an artist. So they would hit us up and be like, oh, well, I don't want Drake's face on there. I want my face. So I mean, it was like, and, and that taught me something. I was like, I will never be in the custom anything in my entire life. Like, there's no point, right? When it comes to like, if you want to make money online or you want to make money any type of way, it's about moving mass products, mass products, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000, a million. When you can go platinum on a product, Whew. buddy that's it you're you're the king of the game okay sort of like my, one of my boys alan he started like a huge fidget spinner trend i think they sold like a couple hundred thousand of those them damn sp- fidget spinners and that, would that be like kind of like a product branding wise that kind of fits in that niche or what so that was an interesting play right i saw the fidget spinner things and so many of my friends like started these businesses and they're selling fidget spinners that was literally the fastest i've ever seen the trend die in my entire life Boom, boom. For it, sure. was, it was just one. It was like a yeah. pump and dump, stock market stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, straight pump and dump. So, I mean, that was an interesting play because the the item itself was not proprietary. Nobody had patented the finished fidget spinner. It had no functionality to it. Even the design wasn't patented. So it was like literally open to, to anybody and everybody. Okay. That's so... Great. That's that's what was interesting about that play, man. So the branding of it, uh, I don't even think it was the branding. I would I would have said more of it was it was about the distribution channels. That's why I said to all my friends who started those companies, I was like, look, man, as as long as you have the greatest sales force, right, and you contact the most distribution channels, get distribution in fucking Seven Eleven. That's where you're hitting. Like my son go went into Seven Eleven. He was like, I want these fidget spinners, and I had to buy like three fidget spinners one day. And I was like, what is going on? That was that type of play. Man, I wanted to ask you about networking because I know over the last two years, being like networking for me has been huge. So when it comes to like your journey, has networking been a crucial part for you or how has that been like important to you so far? Networking is crucial, man. Like you are your network. You know what I mean? What's the saying? Your network is your net worth. Oh yeah, for sure. That's it, buddy. 
Like that's, that's everything, right? Because like I said, like every every person will, might spur in just an idea. Just having a conversation will spur an idea. And that's really like what it's about. And besides that, like network. But here's the thing that I always, that I always tell my friends. It's about networking up, not networking down. So as Bill Gates says, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong fucking room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that one. But I'm not networking up and not networking down. Like I'm always around people who I can learn something new from. Sometimes I don't, but usually I'm, you know, you For learn sure. something new from people and that's the way the world works. Dude, knowledge breeds itself. Definitely, man. So how do you think when it comes to social media for me, like I've been able to connect with like Ty, Ty Lopez or Gary Vaynerchuk all through social media through like personal branding and just from networking on social media. And like, that's been huge for me. So I know that we connected on social media. So how has like social media played a part in your life or where do you see it going? Social media has changed the spectrum of the game, right? Well, back in the day, you used to what? Send letters, call ye- call yellow pages. And now yeah. it's everybody, everybody's right there. And everybody is in the, just the reach of your palm, man. That's that's the most interesting thing about about where we are now as human beings, like psych psychologically, right? I just had this I just had this so interesting conversation I had with my uncle. Um, he's like eighty six. He's like the patriarch of our family. I went out with them and I was telling him, you know, he took, you know, they raised us a certain way, and you know, being from our background, like Persian stuff like that. Um, you know, they raise this in the way that everybody needs to be a doctor, nurse, uh, uh, engineer, and that's how we were raised. Everybody had to be a doctor, a pharmacist, an engineer, something technical. I never did that. Okay. I dropped out of college and I started my I started my companies, right? And that's the difference. And he looked at me and I was and I and I told him, I said, I don't like the preconceived notions that you instilled in us, right? Because some of my family members like they, yeah, like one of my cousins is a pharmacist. She like hates her life. Yeah. That's what it is. So he looked at me and he said, he said, I have failed. He said, we have failed in our family because so many of us are unhappy with what we do in life. He's like, but you at such a young age have literally done things that we can only dream of. Okay. And, you know, that was like a very, I mean, he's 86. They've never said that to me in my life. So that was like the first time. So it was a very big deal. Oh yeah, so it's bro. things, man. Especially with the usher, with the ushering of social media, ushering of communication, how everything has changed. Now everything is mass media, and you can do it like this, right? So I think that's what really separates today from back in the day. Yes, maybe back in the day there were these notions where you had to go to college and you had to get these technical degrees in order to make a living. That is no more because everything is now broadcasted live. Our communications have changed. Everything, the internet has literally changed everything and anything. Definitely, man. I totally agree with you, man. And I was about to ask you um, like regarding college because for me, I'm still in high school and like coming from a place about like college, that's the route, that's the game, supposedly. What was that kind of transformation for you about like dropping out of college? Was it like a huge thing where you just had to say F it to everyone else? Or like what was that process for you? It wasn't about – it wasn't about effort to everyone else, but it was about, you know, like the, like it's changing now and it's changing now and it's changing now and it's changing now. So you can't read books that are published three years ago or these professors with this old psychology. I mean, the information with changes is accessible right now. Oh, yeah. Right? 
webinars, Kissmetric webinars, Neil Patel, Ty, for example. That type of information is what's needed. Nobody in college is going to teach you about cryptocurrency. They don't know what blockchain technology is or how it works. Yeah. But when I sit down with these guys, you know, I was just at Ty's house. They had a crypto mastermind. You know, these yep. guys flew in from like San Fran and all these places. And we were talking about blockchain. And you wouldn't have learned that in school. And I'm not saying like, I don't ever say like, don't ever go to school. But, you know, it's one of those things where like, maybe if you really want to learn a technical craft and be the best at it, then you should go to school. But if you're doing like internet marketing and you want to start your own business and just learn branding, marketing, things like that, as far as selling products and things like that, no, obviously you shouldn't go to school. Definitely, man. For sure. And, and I totally agree with you because I mean, when I, cause I, I went to um, Ty's place back in last February and like it's just crazy because like, even for me coming from a place where it's like college is so mainstream, college is the only thing to do. I just think it's crazy. Like even someone that's still in school that like they don't teach you anything real world that's cutting edge sort of like what Ty to about social media it's just like it's crazy me being like at a young age just seeing the whole both sides of the spectrum about like learning from Ty, but then also going to math class the next day or whatever it may be you know so it's just it's a crazy world nowadays you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah. so so when's the last time you ever used the pythagorean theorem dude <laughs> i dropped out of my math class this year because i didn't need to graduate it was hilarious yeah i don't know what pi equals like 3.14 something else yeah yeah so one, one more, a few more things. So regarding school itself, I just had a, um, I had a meeting with Gary Vanacek the other day, and he's just talking about school, how he was a DNF student. What was like, what was school like for you? Were you a smart kid? How did that whole school thing look like on your end? I love Uncle Gary. I was definitely not a DNF student though. <laughs> so, like I went to school to learn. Like I, I really went to school to learn. It just didn't work like that. You know what I mean? It didn't work out like that. But yeah, I went to school to learn. Like everybody. Whatever you do in life, man, like whatever undertaking you take, take it. You know what I mean? People go to school to just like party and things like that. And we did party a lot. But yeah, I was like, uh, B's, B's, C's at times. That's about it. Boom. So yeah, I know we talked about products. I know we talked about a little bit about branding. But for you, man, when it comes to just branding overall, the word branding, what does that mean to you? And what do you describe it as? Branding. Branding is an expression, man. Branding is an expression, right? It's pretty much like an expression, and an expression is an emotion of the soul. Pretty much. So once again, like branding is an expression, an expression is an emotion of the soul. So when you connect to the emotion of your consumer, that's when it resonates. That's what the big boys are the best at. That's what Nike does. That's what Facebook used to do. That's what anybody, everybody. That's how Henry Ford got big. Yeah, definitely. Like the emotional standpoint of just the that entire the product launch or like the brand or anything like that, correct? Everything. I mean, all the stories behind it, right? That's how you that's how you express a brand. Yep. It's about telling stories. Like nobody, if you come out right now and you're like, oh, "This is a very very technical product that like it's going to change my life in a very technical manner." I mean, you have to tell a story behind it. These shoes make me jump higher. Yeah. You know, what's the story behind that? I need to know that other people have done it. Other humans have experienced the experience that I'm going to have. And that's what resonates. I love it. I love it. So one other thing, I know that we touched on it a little bit with social media, but personal branding, I know Gary Vee talks about it all the time. How important is that to you? Or like, is that something you focus on or what? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very important, man. Especially, like I said, like right now in the day and age that we are, everything is about personal branding, right? People see like 
girls see my Instagram, they'd be like, oh my God, you have a blue check mark. Like it's, it's just led to, it's, it's a different spectrum of humanity now, right? Back in the day, it wasn't this. This, this is a different spectrum of humanity where everybody judges you by the experiences that you had, the photos that you posted, the following that you have, and how influenced you are. For sure. That's literally what it is. Definitely, for sure. And when it comes to you, do you see that as something, obviously there's multiple ways to look at it. Is that a good thing, a bad thing, or is it just, obviously it's just cultivated to what it is, but like your mindset of social media, personal branding, is like, what's your intake on it from a... I mean, I, as far as my social media, um, you know, I post a lot of like personal stuff on there, but also as far as like, I, I love to post knowledge on there, man. And yeah. like, that's really what it's about. It's about posting knowledge on there that other people can resonate with. Um, and it's about the repertoire, the work that you've done, like your briefcase. Like, why would I trust you if I can't see any of your work anywhere? And today, social media is the new portfolio. Yeah. So you just post whatever work you've done on Instagram. Like I have so many, so many DMs that come through in a day about companies that want like consulting. Like, how do I do this? How do I do that? Like young kids like yourself, entrepreneurs, you know, that's really what I'm doing now. Um, obviously I have my own brands, but besides that, just like consulting these different companies, you take percentages of each company, depending on if I like the team, because that's my big thing. Like if I don't, if I don't like the team, and I don't like the quarterback, I'm not running with the squad. So that's what it's about. As Warren Buffett used to say, it's all about betting on the jockey so it's about the team because regardless of how great your product is without that team they can't execute on it so you might have the biggest players on the field but if that guy can't throw that ball into the end zone you just lost Oof. So that's what it's about you know what i mean yeah so I, I i consult these companies but more importantly like when i meet with the team that's when i know if i'm going to invest in the company if i'm not going to invest in the company the idea might be good but sometimes the idea might be shitty but the team is amazing. And now I could take that idea and I could pivot it yeah. and have them work on these things to see how well that does. And after that pivot, this team can still throw that ball into the end zone. We're good to go. I love it. That, that was dope, bro. So last thing before we wrap it up, man. I know I'm 17. I'm a young entrepreneur. I have thousands of young entrepreneurs that listen to this. What would be if you had to start all over again, never started a brand, never started a company? What are some things that you'd want to tell yourself before starting all over? Nothing, man. It's like you learn from your mistakes and you learn from your experiences. You have to have all of them in order to be sitting in that seat today or in order for me to be sitting in this seat here or anything of that nature. You know what I mean? So everything that you've done in your life, every moment that you've had in your life has brought you to this moment because you're living in the now. So this is the now. I love the only thing that I tell young entrepreneurs, and this is my main, main, main thing, right? Time. Time is the most valuable asset in life. If you allocate it properly, you will be successful. It's as easy as that, right? And when I say allocating it, your success might not be the same as somebody else's success. It might have to do with family, it might have to do with money, it might have to do with travel, whatever the case, whatever the case it might be. These messages keep popping up on your thing. Appreciate both of you guys. Appreciate you, Brad. Um, but yeah, it's all about the allocation of time, man. For sure, man. Doing the same thing repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again, you will become the greatest at it. Floyd Mayweather never lost a fight. Yo, Floyd Mayweather's been boxing since he was like seven years old. Yeah. You know? For sure, man. 
For sure, man. Well, dude, I really appreciate you coming on. I feel like for a lot of young young entrepreneurs and even the people like Gary Vee, like patience. I feel like especially someone that's young, definitely the most valuable thing. So I'm super glad you brought that up, man. And obviously, appreciate your time. I know time is super valuable to you, man. So everyone that's listening right now, where is the best place for them to connect with you? Uh, FamMirza.com or Instagram at I am fam. Um, just Google me, man. I'm all over the place. For like, sure. Any companies that want to pitch me, it's fam, F-A-M, at mirrorsandminds.com, or you can go through the website, fammirrorsandminds.com. That might take you a little longer. There's a lot of people going through it. For yeah. sure. For, all right. And everyone listening, that will also be all of his information down in the description, so you're going to want to make sure you check that out. So that being said, guys, if you aren't already, make sure you subscribe. Make sure you drop a review on the Rise of Young podcast, and let us know who you want on the show. And that being said, fam, I really appreciate you coming on. And I will talk to you guys in the next episode.